in honor of the recently departed Bengals. Ciao, please. Today I have another beer review, a movie review with my children and some theology for you. Um, so let's get to the kids because they're cute and entertaining. Kenzie, what did you think of Thor? Good. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was frosting the people. Who was frosting the people? The frost giants. Were the frost giants the good guys or the bad guys? The bad guys. The bad guys? And Judah, what did you think? Um, sure to win the frost giants. Thor beat the frost giants. Yeah. Yeah. How did he? How did he beat the frost giants? Uh, the frost giants went down to the floor. The frost giants he, went down to the he, floor. He fly with his hammer like this. He flies with his hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Down to the floor. What was? What was your favorite part of the movie? No. What was your favorite part? He missed children to sure my shake. What was your favorite part, Kenzie? My favorite part was frosting the people. I told you. You told me? What was your second favorite part? My second favorite part is getting all his power away. Oh, when he got all his power taken away? Yeah. And, and uh, we also watched Captain America 2. Which one was better, Thor or Captain America? Thor. Judah, which one was better, Thor or Captain America? Um, my like Captain America. You like Captain America better? Uh, uh-huh. Why did you like Captain America better, Judah? Because Captain America died and the bad guys win. He didn't die. Yeah, he did. He's strong. He, he didn't die. He's strong. He got, he got beat up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And I'm in and he comes out and he's, and I'm going to Oh, we weren't talking about Iron Man. What about you, Kenzie? You said Thor was better than Captain America too. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And because, because I love Thor. Because you love Thor. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because All right. because Daddy, because 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 Iron Man is strong enough. Oh my goodness. Well, say bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I wanna be a Kennedy. I wanna be tall and handsome I'd conquer the world And you'd sit on television If I could be a Kennedy I have another beer to review. Um, this one is Shannon Brewing Company. Um, they're from here in Texas. I'm not actually sure where in Texas they are. Keller, Texas. That's what the bottle says. Um, Shannon Brewing Company All Natural Fire Brewed Chocolate Stout. Um, reading from the can, it says, it fire brewed with pure spring water, whole grain, whole flower hops, and a whole lot of love! Exclamation point. Um, Shannon Chocolate Stout is a subtly sweet milk stout with an almost black hue and a wonderful chocolate aroma from the addition of raw cocoa nibs. If that's how you pronounce it, um, and it goes on to say, all that all Shannon beers are unfiltered and unpasteurized, and you ought to keep refrigerated. Enjoy this beer while it's young. I've had this beer a couple times over the last couple weekends, and um, 
I thought I might review it. I already popped the top, so we're just going to pour this sucker and see uh, how it goes. So unlike the porter that I brewed, or I reviewed previously, um, this one's a little bit darker, significantly darker. The carbonation is actually a lot higher than I would have guessed from the pour. Um, the head was minimal. I poured it pretty strictly, but the bubbles on the bottom of the glass are really high. Um, immediately, just from the scent, you can tell that there's there's nothing but chocolate here. So. You know, just a, a chocolate nose, not really much else. There's very little bitterness in the in the nose. I'm gonna go ahead and take a sip. So, like I said, I've had this a couple times, and I haven't noticed uh, a high carbonation in the beer as I've enjoyed it previously. I'm trying not to let the the bubbles from this pour convince me of otherwise. It really isn't a very carbonated beer. It's it's a pretty straightforward chocolate stout. Um, you know the the malt is perfectly balanced. It's really really good. There's a, a tinge of bitterness, um, kind of like that roasted burnt coffee flavor that a good stout should have. Even if it's not a coffee stout, you want to taste a little bit of burnt malts um, and or roasted malts. I, I always associate it with, with a burnt flavor because that, that tends to communicate to people who don't drink stouts as often. Um, the chocolate, it's there. It's not high. It's not a... Uh, it's not a sweet milk chocolate, so you're really thinking more of like a dark cocoa chocolate. Um, I know that some entry-level stout drinkers will like a, a milk chocolate stout or something along those lines that is a little bit on the sweeter end of the chocolate spectrum. This is not in the sweeter end of the chocolate spectrum. It's a darker chocolate. It complements the roasted malts with a subtle sweetness. This is not something that's going to... It's not going to remind you of cake. It's not going to remind you of a candy. It's like a dark chocolate bar, per se. Um, yeah, I think it's good. So, The one thing I can say about this beer, from past experience, I'm not necessarily getting it now. Maybe it's going to come later. I only poured half the can. Um, and maybe it's something that happens as it warms up. There's almost a little bit of a a tinge of sourness on the back end as the either the beer warms up or, or just as you get further into it and you're pouring more out of the can. I've actually never drank the beer um, straight through with one pour. I've, I've been pouring it into smaller glasses and, and taking it a half at a time. So I'm not convinced if it's either just the, the fullness of the, the beer because it is um, unfiltered and unpasteurized, and so it probably should be poured all together at one time. Or if it's the heat, um, it, it recommends that you serve it between 40 and 50 degrees. I don't use a thermometer 
it's kind of just guesswork, but I've noticed that the front end or the front half of the beer has been more enjoyable than the last half of the beer. Um, so front half, I give a solid, yeah, four and a quarter stars easily, at least four stars. And the back half of the beer, um, tends to be in like the three and a quarter star range. So the, the drop off is, is pretty heavy for me between the beginning of the beer and the end of the beer. I say pour the whole thing. Don't even mind how I'm doing it and enjoy yourself. This is a really good brew. Another Texas brewing company that is producing some good stuff. So Shannon Brewing Company, their fire brew chocolate from the past rise before me. Just watching the bubbles in my beer. And I'm seeing the road that I travel. A road paved with heartaches and tears. And I'm seeing the past that I've wasted while watching the bubbles in my beer. A vision of someone who loved me brings a long, silent tear to my eye as I think of a heart that I've broken and of the golden So I'd like to take some time to talk about a little bit of theology, something I mentioned recently in a blog form. This is from Richard Baxter's um, A Christian Directory, and he speaks in his first part he says, it is like you will say that all are sinners and that Christ died for your sins and that you were regenerate in your baptism and that for the sins that since you have committed, you have repented of them and therefore you hope they are forgiven. He's really speaking in this context of um, a believer who has been baptized, particularly paleo baptism, infant baptism. And the question of what the state of that baptized individual is, he goes on to say later in this same section, it is very true that you are sacramentally regenerate in baptism and that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and all that are children of the promise and have that promise sealed to them by baptism are regenerate. And there's a lot of stuff in this section to unpack from Baxter. Um, he definitely seems to hold to a level of distinction between water and spirit baptism. But this opens up this realm, this understanding that the Reformed world can speak of sacramentally regenerate individuals. And what this means is vague. It's very difficult to understand in today's age where this credo-baptistic understanding of what the, the sacraments are has become the prevalent view, that the sacraments essentially do nothing. And to say that they do something requires an explanation. And I don't know that every single historical individual who is held to a truly Presbyterian or Reformed view has agreed on what baptism does. They've all agreed that baptism does something. And so 
um, I'm, I'm a known advocate of, of ecumenical discussion on baptism does something. Now let's have some biblical discussion about what baptism, baptism does. And I think Rick, Richard Baxter is in that same position. Um, I'm hoping that we can begin to speak in the same sense whenever someone approaches us who has been baptized that we can say, you are sacramentally regenerate. And we can begin to explain from there what that means. But we begin with the understanding that there is something such as sacramentally regenerate. <laughs>